I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindegaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glovers Cast. It's been a quiet week at Glovers Cast HQ. Just another dull week in Yeovil Town land, of course. And so, of course, we're going to talk about it. Uh, joining us this evening is Mr. David Coates. Say hello, Dave. Good evening and hello, Dave. Um, no Ian Perkins on the podcast this evening. We assume he's been abducted. Yeah. We assume he's just been taken off, off the streets. I've made the wanted posters. That makes it sound like he's committed a crime or something, doesn't it? But uh, yeah. no, the missing, missing in action. Uh, but no, we do hear that he is listening to some ska music this evening. So uh, he's uh, he's off enjoying himself, the swine. Not that we're not going to enjoy ourselves, of course. What What is ska music? Uh, it's like very, very fast music, isn't it? Is it? I have no idea. I don't know no. what the, I don't know what the cool kids are doing these days. I'm I'm sure there's a better definition for it than that. But uh, yeah, my 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 understanding of ska music is very um, it's probably uh, showing my age here. But uh, yeah, if anyone's heard of bad manners, then that would probably be. But ska is a genre of music that combines Jamaican and Caribbean rhythms, punk rock, energy, and horn sections together. These elements create an energetic, highly danceable style of music uh, that has achieved off and on mainstream popularity. So there you go. There you go. Have fun, Ian, on yeah. your on your mainstream popularity music night yeah. um, with horns. We, <laughs> with horns, always better with horns. Um, we do have a third voice. We're going to introduce that third voice in a moment to talk about some football, which may or may not break out over the next couple of days. Um, but before then, Dave and I have to talk about, possibly quite briefly, something that happened this week. Uh, the Glovers cast, the team Glovers cast, put an open letter out to chairman and owner of Yeovletown Football Club, Scott Priestnell. It was quite a deliberately interesting open letter. Some fairly tasty language in there as well. And... A thousand or more of you. What's the latest number, Dave? The latest number is 1,294. And that's Look. from about 9.30 p.m. on Tuesday night? No, Monday night. Monday night. 9.30 p.m. Monday night. So we're not even 72 hours on, are we? And we've got best part of 1,300 people to agree on something. Blimey. Oh, outstanding. Getting, yeah. 
1,300 football fans to agree on something is even more impressive. So, yeah, I guess what we do have to say before we go on to talk about what's happened since then is a big thank you mm. to the 1,294 1, people for doing it because, um, and I will I will doff my hat here to the uh, the wordsmiths that are my uh, my co-podcasters uh, for, for putting those words together. I agree with absolutely every single word of it, by the way, um, but I, I can't claim to have uh, written the prose, although I did try and promote the hell out of it uh, via social media. But we like to think of ourselves merely as the voices of you, the Oval Town fan base who are out there asking all these questions as well. And I think that's probably the most important thing about all of this is this isn't a letter from a particular supporters group or a Facebook group or anything. These are questions that we know, well, maybe not 1,294 people want answering, but we know a good, 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 good percentage of that number want answering. And um, if people are bothered to take the time to go and subscribe to change.org and put their name to it, then all power to you, my friends. So thank you very much for everybody who did that. Yeah, quite right. And then on Wednesday evening, the Glover's Cast uh, account, gloverscast at gmail.com, should you want to wish to get in touch, got an email. We did get an email. We don't get many, um, but we did get one from the chairman, Mr. Scott Priestnell himself, who reached out, fair play to him for doing so, reached out and then had a fairly lengthy conversation with Ian on Wednesday night. Um, fairly lengthy, over an hour, verging on an hour. And the outcome of that is that Scott has said he is willing to come onto the podcast and answer some questions and talk to us and to try and, you know, help prize back some of the, some of the thoughts, some of the questions that you, you guys have got, and we will do our absolute best to, to do that. We don't really have any more to say at the moment. We haven't got a surefire date set in stone. We have a promise and a promise that we're very grateful to have. So forgive us if we can't really answer any of those questions later on. I'm sure there are some in the GCQs, but for now, Thank you for your support. Thank you for getting on board with us, not just on this, but on everything else that you have followed us with. And we will do our absolute best to ask questions that we think Yeovil fans want asking. It's not, yeah. more, not, it's not a lot more we can say here, Dave, at this point, is it? Other than we're no. incredibly grateful and that we feel like we've made a step forward here and yeah. that we should be reciprocal of Scott as much as anything for, for actually having the uh, ability the guts to turn around and say actually yeah go on then we'll chat so yeah a lot uh, of fair plays yeah i think i think that's the thing i mean we've spoken quite publicly about our views on 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 the chairman over the uh, over the months uh, but i think it will be churlish of us to criticize him for not talking and then criticize him when he does reach out and says he is willing to talk let's be right about this he hasn't answered any questions yet, but he has given us a commitment that he will. Uh, I know for a fact, because I've seen lots of people responding on our Facebook and on our Twitter. We know that a lot of people have a lot of questions. We know that our um, letter basically presented maybe three questions, which are probably about the more short to medium term factors around the club. I, if there's one thing I can guarantee about the interview that we do is it will not please everybody. There will be people out there who want us to, to scream uh, abuse all the way through this interview. We're not going to do that. That's not either a professional thing to do or the right thing to do. That will probably end up with, uh, with the chairman hanging up on us. So, uh, so that wouldn't achieve anything. 
I say, I don't think we're going to please everybody, but as Ben's rightly said there, we think we know what the questions are. We read everything that you send us. We know what you want us to hear. We will do our absolute best. Uh, and that's all we can do to ask the questions you want. We hopefully over the months you've been listening to us, you realise that this club means everything to us. And we know it means a lot to you, everybody in, um, who, who listens to this you know, probably class himself as a Yeovil Town fan and we class ourselves as that as well. So we're very honoured that you have given us the honour of allowing us to do this. And as Ben says, we're grateful for Scott Priestnell for agreeing to do it. And we look forward to getting that date in the diary and putting those questions to him. And hopefully we get the answers that we want to hear. And at the end of it, we can go on to the next stage, whatever that happens to be. That's probably all we can say, I think, Ben. Yeah, I think you're right. Although I do feel like we've come quite a long way since rating meal deals. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I mean, if he does come back with a, what was it, Dave had a cranberry and brie? Hummus and oh, carrot sticks. Oh, hummus yeah. and carrot sticks, yeah. yeah. I mean, Scott did tell us he doesn't listen to this podcast, but if if he has tuned into this one, I can promise you that is not a good way to, uh, you no, know, you to, to get, get, get onside. Yeah. You want to get onside, have a good meal deal, Scott. Hummus. Number hummus, one. Yeah. Hummus and carrot yeah. sticks is not the way. But anyway, yes. So football, remember that? Shall we talk some football? Shall we? Yeah. We've played some football, some good football yeah. over the past few days. We're going to have another crack at playing some more good football. Now, I haven't seen either of the last two games. You've only seen one of them. Can I introduce our guest? Because I have a very special and unique way to introduce him. I, I would love for you to do so. Okay. So as some people who follow me on Twitter will know, I got to uh, Barnet or Cannons Park Tube Station, I think it was, ridiculously early, about half past 12 on Saturday. That's not uh, like you. No, that's very much like me. It's probably going to happen on Saturday at Kings Lynn as well. But um, yes, I did. So I, I parked up, I walked out, I looked at my, uh, my, my Google Maps and I thought to myself, right, I'm going to have to go all the way down around. It's going to take me about 15 minutes to get. There was a shortcut. I completely forgot about it. I had taken it before. But as I was walking past Cannons Park Tube Station, this rather tall fella, from uh, Cannes Park Tube Station, nearly ran into me. And I thought, he needs to watch where he's going, doesn't he? And as I strode off up the road, it took me about a minute. And then I thought, was that Marcus Duncan that I just nearly walked into? Marcus, was it you? Well, apparently so. You, you did message me asking if I was wearing a blue jacket. And, uh, there you go. Yeah, as, as you say, I was completely oblivious to the situation. And we, yeah. we, we still haven't met in person. So uh, we haven't. We haven't. For Kings Lynn. But all I can say is Mark is a lot taller in person than I thought he was. So there you go. But I've only ever seen him sat down on a Skype call. So that's my. Get me on set pieces. Get me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I reckon he I reckon he could. Yeah. I mean, Ben Bartley put that one wide on Saturday, didn't he? I fancy Duncan there. Don't come at the back post. I back myself. I back myself. How how tall are you, Marcus? I'm not that tall. I'm because you are nearly on the ceiling. I can see a ceiling in the <laughs> background of your zoom. I think that's the I angle. Understood. Well, is it the angle or a low ceiling? <laughs> no, I think I'm six two, six three. I don't know. That's, that's tall. I was going to say. No, my over my six brothers foot. are six seven and six five. So I've never really. My I'm always goodness. the I'm always the small one. Yeah. You're the small one at six foot two. I don't know what they feed us. Yeah. Did did your parents just plant you in miracle for the first six months of your life or something? (laughs) I make a basketball team or what? Yeah. That's it. Right. That's it. Charlie, if you're listening, get Duncan on. Six two. I'm five six on a good day. Yeah. So well, this is we're only we're only hearing this from Coates, so you know. Well, 
I, I, I did think I, I, that was a, that was my thought. Uh, well, first, my, my first thought was, was that Marcus? Uh, and once I concluded that it was, I thought, hey, he's quite tall, isn't he? But there we go. We will meet on Saturday, maybe, Marcus. And, uh, sure. and, I, and, I, and I will buy you a drink because I never pick fights with people taller than me. That's my rule. So. To be fair, he'll be, easy to, he'll be easy to spot. Just look above the crowd. <laughs> Fine. Sorted. Let's talk about some football. Marcus, you were at Barnet, as was Dave. And Marcus, you are going to Kings Lynn, as is Dave. I feel very much like the odd one out on this particular occasion. However, I'm going past Leeds on my way there, mate. Can pick you up. If you go for it, yeah, yep. do it. I, I I won't be there, but yeah, crack on. Um, right, okay. <laughs> we we played okay against Barnet, Marcus. I'm going to bring you in first here because I've heard what Dave's had to say. I've read his conclusions. Utter cods wallop as per usual. So um, Tom Knowles takes advantage of a a bit of a whoopsie from their from their player, and we finished the game really strongly. Is that how you saw the game? Really good first 15, really good last 15. The bit in the middle meh, had its moments. Yeah, yeah. First 15 especially was ridiculously good. As Dave said on the previous pod, that Matt, Matt Worthington won the ball within a, probably mm. about four seconds of kickoff and then had a shot probably within about 10 or 15. Um, and it was that intensity. It was sort of even more intense than we've seen under under Darren Sol. And it was, um, it was really exciting. And I think just the one goal was... Um, was kind on Barnett, who were really sluggish. And um, yeah, that Tom Knowles' goal was unbelievable, wasn't it? The, I mean, the free kick was terrible, but the way he brought it from pretty much halfway through in his own half. Um, and then, yeah, as you say, the sort of final 25 minutes to the first half were probably the poorest spell for Yeovil. And that is obviously when we conceded. And it didn't really... Yeah, I was a bit, I was a bit annoyed because... It always seems like it seems like so often that we have to wait for something to happen for us to click into gear. And it seemed like, oh, we scored now, we can sit back. Um, but yeah, then final 15 minutes, it was only one team were going for it. And I was terrified Barnet were going to counter-attack, considering we were just pushing everyone forward. But Barnet were clearly trying to play for the, throughout the whole match, we're trying to play it very slowly and slow things down as soon as we didn't have the ball, whereas we were doing the complete opposite, which, and I know which team I'd rather watch. Um, but overall, it was it was a really good game, um, really enjoyable if, for the neutral, like uh, like Emil Smith Rowe there, for example. Or I'm Dave, sure had, the older shot fan, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they had a great afternoon. It was it was a very good match, and um, the away end, I'm sure, orchestrated by by Dave, were in fine voice. From I was unfortunately a bit far away in the press box, surrounded by Barnet fans. Now, I have to say, I have to give credit to Mr. Michael Cleverly, who has got a louder voice than me, and that is saying something. Uh, yeah, he was there. And Clevs, if you're there on Saturday, we're, we're doing it again. There might be fewer of us there this weekend, <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll be we'll make a racket under whatever tin roof they put us under for our eighteen pounds. I don't want to dwell too much on it because obviously it was last weekend, but the final few moments and let's let's not necessarily ignore the first couple of goals from Barnet, but let's go towards the end where Ruben Reed, 82 minutes, Josh Neufeld comes on, makes an impact. There's chances at the end. We had half penalty shouts. Ben Barkley misses that header. Wilco misses a chance as well. Did it feel like we were the only side that were going to win, Marcus? It 
did, but as a Yeovil fan, I I know that I have to worry about a counter-attack and then we're going to lose 3-2 despite it all going our way. Um, it, it really should have been everything. I mean, we had so many corners at the end. The most frustrating one, actually, was I think Gorman had a free kick wide yeah. with about 30 seconds to go. Everyone was in the box. And it was we from tried a... tried to hit it in. Yeah, he went for some like whippy shot and it was everyone I, everyone in the dugout so the press box was right next to the dugout and I mean about two meters away from all the oval players so they could hear everything we were saying and we could hear everything they were saying and they were furious at that um but I mean as as we should be I don't know why he didn't just put it into the box see what happens that's how we scored with Reed it was just bouncing about and he smashed it in uh but yeah it was it was a really intense performance which is what you want to see after mm. such a a strange week I guess the the week previous to that yeah and more so the fact that it you know we're, we're 12th we are the middle of the middle of the middle of the, of the league if ever a team could be forgiven for not having intense performances it's for, for us um, and so actually I think that's a really good attribute that we have shown we haven't got the three points that we wanted but if we're going to show that intensity and show that effort I don't think that's a bad thing let's just let me open this up then one game in Charlie Lee's Yeovil, how does it look? Does it look any different to a Darren Sal Yeovil? Even after one game, was there anything that made you think, hmm, that doesn't happen? That doesn't happen normally. Dave, do you want to go first on that one? Can I just ask for a point of clarity here? We're yeah. not suggesting that Charlie Lee's only had one game here, are we? As we sit here today on Thursday no, evening? No, but at the point oh, of okay. the Barnet game, I mean. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I kind of gave my thoughts on Monday, didn't I? It, yeah. it felt very much like a Darren Saal type performance. And if anybody felt that the players were, uh, you know, upset or dis, um, unsettled, by any about by the manager leaving, I think I think I I said it on 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 Sunday that when Tom Knowles scored that goal, he did his usual thing of copping his ear to the uh, to the Barnet fans in the crowd, good lad. Um, but then he ran back to the the halfway line and he as he did, he jumped up in the air and he punched the air like that, and he just thought to himself, yeah, this still this still means a lot. This still means a lot to these players. So. Yeah, uh, you know, Charlie Lee, Reed, Darren Sarl. It's uh, it's not a surprise, is it, that they should carry on in that same kind of form? Um, because you know, Charlie Lee and Darren Sarl have had a lot of a uh, lot of time together, but there's 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 certainly a lot to 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 like about what based on those ninety minutes that I saw. I know. Marcus, uh, Josh Thornton, assistant manager, discuss because I love it. Give him the job, yeah, easy. <laughs> Well, I still want him playing, mind you, but um, no, he was, he was, if anything, he was further up than um, Charlie, like you often see with assistant managers, to be fair, but he was barking orders at his teammates. And I mean, he was basically alongside his teammate, wasn't he, in Charlie Lee? But it was, yeah, it was great to see because he knew he wasn't playing. And he's one of those players who does come to every game despite being injured. Max Hunt was also there despite not playing, Um, but it was a real team effort. And if, if, if that's the difference, yeah, if one thing's the difference, I, th- I think it would be that. Like, obviously, it did look like a Darren Sarl side, but we've been saying for so long that this season, we, since sort of January, we now don't really have anything to play for. In that game, it seemed like all the players were playing for each other and Charlie Lee because he's got no experience. He's been thrown in at the deep end and it was like, let's do this for Charlie. Because, I mean, in that team, everyone apart from Ben Barkley, I think, 
I mean, even Dale Gorman played with Charlie Lee at Stevenage. So I think yeah, everyone apart from Ben Barkley has played with Charlie Lee in some capacity. So he's a teammate first, maybe not now, but it seemed like they were all doing that for him. And I mean, Ruben Reed said afterwards that it, you know these that everyone's on sort of on trial. They're playing for for contracts basically, but I think it was more than that, and it was a a team effort and seeing what they can do without Darren Saul at the helm. Well, it was interesting when you, when you when you talked about um, the fact that others were there and Staunton was accidental assistant manager and and uh, Max Hunt was there. I believe Grant Smith was there also. Um, Charlie Lee mentioned in his press conference today, Thursday, it was a day early this week, that every member of the first team squad was there on Tuesday for the odd down game. And I thought that was really interesting. He's clearly set out to get everybody singing from the same hymn sheet for the rest of this season. And it's little tiny things like that that maybe don't feel like a lot, but I actually am starting to see a little bit of Charlie Lee come through. The way he talked today, the way he talked last week, just making things sound a little bit different. They're not afraid to you know, have a little laugh and a joke or whatever it may be. And, and uh, yeah, there was just a hint today. I was on the press conference today. Everyone else was asking the good questions and I was left with nothing at the end. Um, but it was really interesting to hear that. Dave, let's let's talk a little bit about, I mean, uh, Marcus, just for, uh, you weren't there Tuesday by any chance, were you? No, I wasn't. Nice. I, uh, obviously, I was playing football myself. Unfortunately, couldn't even, couldn't even follow it. Was delighted to see that uh, Dave's tweet though afterwards. So <laughs> I was going to ask if you're on the terrace singing that. <laughs> <laughs> did you not hear me? <laughs> no, no, no. I um, yeah, I do have to apologise for that. I, if anyone who didn't read it, I did sing or down get battered everywhere they go. I made the mistake <laughs> of waiting until we were five nil up to do it though. It should have been a one nil. It's always a one nil. Yeah, exactly. But it was a, it was a good result, and I I liked how both Luke Wilkinson and Charlie Lee spoke so positively on it they both said and we've got a cup final to win and it suddenly appears like actually it's a point of focus now that it does end in albeit the absolute smallest trophy we could have won this season it does end in a trophy it does end in something trophy we haven't won for 17 years by the way um so what did we make of beating odd down five nil i thought it was interesting that i thought it was a very strong 11 that he put out as well what do you think Dave? Yeah, yeah. Well, as we said on, um, uh, when was it? Monday about, uh, oh, it would be a bit unfair to feel just Neufeld and Olafella Olamola against uh, Odd Down. And then what did he do? He went ahead and did it, didn't he? But uh, yeah, it was good to see uh, both of them get uh, more minutes. It was good to see Sonny get more minutes. He came on um, at a Barnet as well. So it's good to see him back in, in the fold. Uh, Alex Bradley, I know it was mentioned by Paul from the Gazette about him being captain, so that was that was nice. And I think I'm right in saying Morgan Williams was even playing centre back, wasn't he? Yeah, crazy, if anything, if anything crazy out, things out of position these days. For him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it was good to um, it was good to see a strong side. It was good to see uh, you know players get minutes. And as you said, Ben, in the press conference today, Charlie Lee was talking about how it's good to have players back. Uh, and have options because we do have quite a few games coming up in the next couple of weeks. We've got two over the Easter weekend next weekend. Uh, so yeah, to have Josh Neufield uh, get two, uh, Fella got one, didn't he? And um, uh, Addy got one on his okay. back from his international uh, footballing journey all the way from Tanzania. So and uh, and I think we saw that there was a a Tanzanian fan at Hewis Park, wasn't there? To to welcome him so that is commitment 
I believe so. There was, yes. Yep. That's uh, one of Ian Perkinson's. Uh, Ian Perkinson's. Ian Perkinson's. Who's that? See, he's been gone for this long. We've I know. Got his name now. Jeez. Ian Who Perkins is work colleagues, partner, wife, wife friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think. Not sure if he works with him, but he. Um, yeah, it's a friend of his. The, friend of a friend of a friend. Friend of a friend of a friend. Who actually, when I tried to speak Swahili a few weeks back, she did, um, I think she very kindly, I think, gave me an 8 out of 10 for my Swahili, which was very generous, I think. So. That's good stuff. Yeah. Um, Marcus, then, let's let's fast forward a little bit. You're going to Kingsland. Who do you line up with in your front three? Yeah, I, it, I was thinking about this earlier today, actually, because um, why wouldn't I be? Um, but it's... Yeah. I really want to see Josh Josh Nerfil start. He's so he's so good. When he came on against Barnet, he was he just glides with the ball and beats players. He doesn't even really, it's not even like his he doesn't do any sort of tricks or anything. It just goes past him. He's just really quick with the ball. Um and you don't really know what he's gonna do with it. But he's yeah, he's such an exciting player. And you know, when when we when we re-signed him, everyone was so excited. And I think we've been waiting to to see that start. And I wonder if you you throw him in over, over maybe Charlie Wakefield, who has played a lot of minutes. And uh, this is no sort of disrespect to Charlie Wakefield. I, he's one of my, been my one of my favourite players this season. He's been so good, and I don't think anyone was really expecting him to be quite what he's turned out to be. But when it's this stage in the season, it's the first season where you have been a starter in an eleven. There's no harm in taking him out, especially as you say with two Easter fixtures coming up within sort of four days of each other. I, I'd probably throw Nerfville in there instead of Wakefield. But apart from that, I wouldn't wouldn't do too much else. I think Knowles and Reed, you, you can't take them out. Dave, do you agree there? Reed's on fire. Why would anybody take him out of the Can we get that, uh, we get that clipped yeah. out? Ian, if you're <laughs> editing this, can we get that clipped out, please? Yeah. Uh, I will. I will sing. Uh, Ruben, this Ruben's on fire. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. I. I think I said the same after after Saturday. Wakefield. He felt like he was trying so hard at Barnet to, to do something, and it just wasn't coming off for him. Um, and uh, as you say, Marcus, he's played an awful lot of minutes. So I, I would say exactly the same. Noyfield in for, um, uh, for. <laughs> for Charlie. Uh, um, I think Feller, the manager said, might have had a little. Uh, tweak little niggle as he came off on against odd down so yeah maybe if he can he'd be on the bench Addy I would think would probably be on the bench as well but yeah I mean it's good to to see these um you know see so many options to be able but I, I wouldn't change a great deal else I don't think injuries wise we've we've just got players coming back haven't we you said Grant Smith was fit again well that's gonna be the next question because yeah. that's the other headache now is uh-huh. that Ted Can's loan still continues for another week? I think we've got him for Easter, but Grant Smith is now fit. How do we go about managing this? Because I don't know whether West Brom have got some sort of expectation on number of games for Ted Can to play, but our number one keeper's fit again. Who do we go with if it's a flip of a coin? Grant Smith, Ted Can. Vote, please, gentlemen. Well, well. I would swing towards Grant Smith probably just because he's he's our player I think and he's not done huge amounts wrong. I mean but he's he's made errors sort of since the new year so it's so it's Ted Can in in the sort of short time he's been and you're not going to be a goalkeeper at this level if you're if you're not making any errors so but I just think yeah Grant Smith's been good all season Ted Can was clearly brought in just to cover for him while he was out and I think 
you, I'd rather just play our player. He he knows the, the back four more. He's played with them so much. And yeah, he, he's not done huge amounts wrong, Grant Smith, for me. But, but nor is Ted Can equally. Dave? Yeah, that was my first... Um, was it my first sighting of Ted Can? Unless you saw him in the first loan session, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was um, my first... Yeah, uh, and... He looked like he had a mistake in him. Not that he was at fault for either goal, I don't think. Um, but he did look like he had a mistake in him. Uh, and I have to say, if Ed Turnbull's listening, I didn't see a great deal of that wonderful distribution that he spoke about. Um, not that, you know, I'm knocking him. He, he, I think I do remember him making a, a decent save or two. But I think I'd like the stability for safe bands of Grant Smith fresh from a couple of games and we've got to get him fit and firing ready to take on Brandon Goodship on Easter Monday haven't we so Ooh. let's hope he hasn't injured his shagger hips there's <laughs> <laughs> your title um, <laughs> we are going to talk a little bit because Kingsley are in pretty good nick mm-hmm. so I want to ask a couple of questions about that but I feel like this might be a half decent time for Ian to do some super editing now, on Tuesday night, Ian had his probably favourite midweek conversation that he had this week uh, when he spoke to Ollie, a Kings Lynn fan. Uh, it's worth noting that they did record that prior to their game against Bromley, which they then went and won. So this is Ian talking to Ollie about Kings Lynn. We'll come back, have a little chinwag about Kings Lynn, and then maybe take your questions. Weekend, we uh, make the long journey from Yeovil up to your place. Um, since the opening day win at Hewish Park, how has the season been for Kings Lynn? It's a, it's a weird. I think to say it's been a tale of two halves is probably an understatement. I mean, if you go off our recent form, then yeah. Um, I think going from obviously opening day, uh, you could say we're probably not where we want to be. Um, in the league, for sure. But, you know, fighting off survival is always a hard task. And we always knew at this level it was going to be, you know, we were very much out of our depth. Um, but, you know, like any team, we, we fought and we'll keep fighting to the end. But it's, it's something we've got to take, you know, a game, game after game, one at a time. Uh, and then once the curtain's closed, where wherever we are, then, you know, we've given up our all. Yeah, six six points adrift of older shot at the moment. Are you hopeful that you can claw that back? Yeah, no, we're very hopeful. I think at one point we were like seventeen points adrift. Um, if I remember rightly, it might might have been less, might have been more. You know, I think there was a point in time where, you know, come the turn of the year, it was very much well. It's probably probably it, probably the end of the season. But you should never say never. Um, you know, we've clawed it back to six. I think what's helped as well is, is you know, with some of the recent results, I don't think anyone expected us to to obviously beat Halifax 2-0 in the manner we did. I don't think anyone expected us to go to Aldershot and win, but Aldershot have also gone through their, or are going through their bad run. Um, I think, you know, managers will say it throughout the season, every club is due a good run. Every club is due a bad run. I think just at this moment in time, uh, they've intertwined with each other, which I don't don't like to say is a good thing for any club because I don't like to see any club go for a bad spell. But it's just 
good that it's happened at our good spell. Um, so yeah, I think we're everyone around the club's very hopeful. You know, it's a positive attitude, and like I said, it's game after game. If if we're there at the end of the season, we know we fought hard to stay in this league. Uh, and have you enjoyed this season? Obviously, last year was such a, a a disappointment, really, with with every game behind closed doors and your first season up in the um, national league. Uh, how has it been for supporters this year? Have they enjoyed the ride? Uh, I ho- I hope so. You know, I can't speak on behalf of all of them, but I, I think it's been it's been a hopeful one. You know, um, the last couple of home games, fans have definitely come out in their numbers they've there's i think our attendances are growing weekly at home you know and i think every club knows the importance of a crowd behind you uh as well there's there's also that kind of hostility as well especially around clubs like like in survival you know you kind of feel like you have to give everything and sometimes when you try your hardest, stuff doesn't tend to go your way, fans get on your back. But I think the Lynn faithful have stuck by us. You know, they sing from minute one to minute 90. You know, we we take probably not as much as other clubs will, but, you know, we take quite a lot to Dover. We we travel here, there and everywhere like everyone else. And I think that's that's been one of our main benefactors for our recent form is the fans. That's good because I, I read some stuff earlier in the season about how you're having poor crowds and there's a bit of debate around the ticket prices and things like that. Has that sort of ironed itself out as the season's gone on? Um, can't really say much on behind the scenes because obviously we all all know there's different things going behind the scenes in every club. But I think I think the performances has been the main thing. You know, I think with the new manager coming in. Uh, as well, he's given that buzz, that positive feeling. You know, his his system's taken place well. We've adapted well. We're we feel more flexible, and I think it's more. It, it it's kind of they've bounced off each other with with the attendance growing. Because I think the start of the season we were bringing in over a thousand, and then we went through a really bad spell where I think we were bringing in like six, seven hundred, and now it's back up to like, uh, you know, yet. Yeah, top of your 800s 900s and i think that goes off for the performance as well and you know if if your team's playing well it's going to attract a few more fans and you know if the players respond well to that it will attract a few more and i think like i said i think the importance of the fans has definitely definitely helped like uh like i said behind the scenes is behind the scenes we don't know what goes on we just especially me as well uh with the media side we just get told what to put out we don't have any dealings with it. We don't know the reasons behind it. All we can just do is put out what we get told at the end of the day. You, you talked about the uh, change of manager. Ian Culverhouse was quite well thought of, I think, in your part of the world, getting you up into the National League. What what sort of forced the change there, just the results? I think, yeah, I think you have to... Uh, we all know managers or a management job is is purely off of results you know you don't don't tend to get a lot of time within management to change them if results are going bad and you know Ian Ian will always be a legend at the club for what he's done you know in the past uh, with us now and I think it was just I don't want to say it's like I don't want to come across and say it was the right time for him to leave um, but you know with with the results going on I think any club up and down 
any step, it was it was always going to be hard to to try and stay and turn them around. Yeah, and the new manager Tommy Tommy Widrington, isn't it? How how's he getting on since he's come in in December, wasn't it? I think he he became the manager. Yeah, came in in December. Then we had loads of postponements, uh, so didn't really didn't really get that run of games. I think any new manager would want, but obviously, I think the run we had was like Chesterfield, Notts County, Grimsby, uh, Woking. But then, like I said, postponements kind of changed everything. But I think I think it did give that kind of new manager bouncing. You know, we've we've come in, we've taken points off of teams where probably you wouldn't expect for us to take. Like I mentioned earlier, the, the Halifax game is probably one of the biggest in recent recent weeks. Uh, you know, he's he's a bit more flexible in his play style. Uh, you know, he always goes to a team, and it's it's always a different tactic per team, which. Which maybe fans might not have noticed because it it's the little details, but it's it's something that's definitely definitely worked, and he's in he's installed a lot of positivity around not just the players but like the whole club in itself, the fan base. You know, a lot of fans have said the way he talks and his mannerisms and with the media is very encouraging, and I think that's been something that's not been needed but has maybe been missing in the past um but yeah for sure he's definitely come in and you know if he if he keeps us up he'll probably go down as one of the better managers at Lynn in as well yeah it'll certainly be a big achievement um based on you know how how he's clawed things back um we we like to hear about our former players um you've got one quite a big one actually in gold on Mateo <laughs> uh, how, how's he done this season for you, I think, I think he's he he's probably the definition of a player that's definitely had two halves to a season. You know, f- start of the season probably didn't perform the way he'd want to perform. Um, you know, the fans definitely made their opinions well known uh, that he wasn't performing the way. Um, you know, stri- at the end of the day, strikers there to score goals, um, well, whatever way you put it. Uh, he wasn't doing that at the start of the season, but since Tommy's come in, you know, he, he must he must have sat him down, man managed him because ever since he's come in, his his hold up play has become a lot better. He's become more of an aerial threat, which is weird to say because, like you said, he's a very big guy, uh, and you know you'd expect him to be that aerial presence. Yeah, I think uh, we we saw him. When there were games where he just never won a header and you're sort of thinking how is he not winning headers he's twice yeah. the size of everyone else so we, we can relate to that um but yeah no since the turn of the year he's been outstanding one of probably probably one of i don't know is it it might be a bit biased but in my opinion like performance wise like yes he's not scoring you know your 10 plus goals since the turn of the year you know but he's probably been up there for one of the most decent strikers performance-wise, definitely in the league recently, you know, and he's bagged himself a couple of goals and a couple of assists, and, you know, and he's winning those aerial battles that, you know, he should be winning. And he just looks like a player that at the start was missing the confidence and now he's got that confidence back. He feels like, you know, everyone knows what it's like when you've got confidence. You feel like you can take on the world and you can definitely see that in his performance. And it's kind of as though... He's enjoying playing again. 
you know, obviously, it's a weird thing to say. Footballers should be enjoying, you know, they're getting paid to to play. You should be enjoying it. But if you've not got the confidence, you know, and you're not doing your job, you know, you you get inside your own head and it looks like Tommy's kind of come in and just said, hey, look, you know, you're doing well. You're in a bit of a dark spell, but let's get you to where you should be. And he's definitely, definitely turned a new leaf for sure. Okay, so our defenders are going to need to watch out for gold. Is there anyone else Anyone else who's playing particularly well at the moment who our, our supporters need to watch out for on Saturday? Yeah, I don't know if I should give away those secrets. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's a weird one. It's, it's something where, obviously, we want our strikers to score. I think any team wants that. But in in the midst of like our strikers not scoring, I'd definitely say, you know, our midfield stepped up, you know, Michael Clunin, ever present, uh, you know, he's put in a right good shift, you know, and that's why he's captain. Leads with example, you know, he's very he's one of those players where if you don't notice him, then it's probably for the wrong reasons because he can just pop up and all our all our midfielders can can hit him like you know we've got Josh Barrett who I don't think he's yet to score a goal inside the box <laughs> that's um, nice a spectacular one is he yeah he he loves loves a goal from outside the box and and yet no thinking about I don't oh sorry no I am wrong he has scored inside the box but it was a penalty uh, and, okay. it, and he scored a couple of tappings recently so so I'm wrong with that and you know we've got um Brett McGavin on loan from uh, Ipswich. Yeah, he's a very, he's turned he's turned into uh, a, a decent decent player over the, as the season's gone on, um, for sure. But it, it's kind of hard to say. Is there a particular person because you know the whole squad has made that step up, you know, and I think it's helped that we've had kind of like a senior player come in within Josh Colson, for example, from South End. Since he's come in, you know, he's been a rock at the back. Uh he's helped the defence become more of a rock at the back. We're more defensively solid. Um we're more of a team unit, so it's kind of hard to pick one. But then I don't think I can say to you the whole team. But <laughs> I'm gonna say the whole team. <laughs> no, well well that's you know that's the game, isn't it? You know, you sort out the back and then the rest sometimes follow. Certainly for us, us as supporters this season, we've we've seen us have a quite solid defence, but really struggle to score goals up until the last four games. Really, we scored two in each game, which you know we we hadn't scored two before that uh, since November when we beat Wrexham. So I think yeah, it, it, it seems like you've hit that. You found that rhythm at a good time, as you as you said earlier. Um, games behind closed doors last year so so a lot of Yeovil Town fans will have never have been to the walks um, what what can supporters expect when they come on Saturday? Mm, a game <laughs> <laughs> I know it sounds stupid but you know we're, the, the lads will be up for it they always are you know the, the, I think I think you could say in media terms you know non-biased it's we've got nothing to lose but everything to gain um, you know, you'll definitely know you've been in a game of football for sure, whether, you know, you're 2-0 up, whether we're 3-0 up, whether it's a ball or draw. Um, and uh, I think as well, the fans can expect 
don't want to say a hostile environment because it's it, it's the wrong term. But whenever someone says crowd, I always go to hostile. It's not hostile. They're the, they're a nice bunch for sure. The Lynn fans, you know, they'll like I said earlier, they'll sing their hearts out from minute one to minute ninety. Uh, you know, they love a tackle. They love. I think it's the same with all fans. They just love players that play for the shirt. And at the moment, the Lynn players are playing for the shirt. And like I said, it's 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 being noticed. It's being put back into the team. And hopefully, you know, it, it can go against Saturday as well. Well, we look forward to a good game on Saturday. Sounds like it could be a feisty one. So uh, thank you very much for talking to us and sharing all the insider secrets from oh, Kings Lynn. Uh, very much appreciated. I mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Ollie and Ian, of course, uh, for their uh, time earlier on this week. Uh, like I said, that was recorded pre-Bromley, a game which they then went and won, which makes it a little tiny bit awkward going into this weekend because they're in pretty good nick. Um, Marcus, 21st, played 37, won seven, drawn seven, lost 23, scored 36, uh, conceded 66. They are three points behind Aldershot, but they have played two games more but their form is really picking up. Is the great escape on for Kingsley? I mean, it looks like it, doesn't it? All the shot can't win anything. Uh, but Sorry, yeah, that, that, that's the concerning thing when you're playing against a team who have got something to play for. I mean, they beat Bromley, but I mean, who, everyone beats Bromley, don't they? So that's not, that's not anything special. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I am, I'm always concerned going into these types of games because it, it, they're such a, banana skin especially when you're in mid-table I mean even more so to be fair when you're sort of going for the playoffs but when when you are struggling to I mean as I said earlier this team didn't look like they had nothing to play for but when mathematically you don't particularly have huge amounts to play for whereas another team is fighting for their lives in this division it always makes for a bit of a tough one but you know if they if they start gold on a tie up up front I'm I'm quietly confident (laughs) Well, that's jinxed it now, isn't it? Sorry, oh, yeah, what we, have I done? We all know how that ends. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. After this game, Kingsley have got Notts County, Grimsby and Dagenham. That's not an easy little trio. If they're going to get out of this, they'll probably need to get something out of us. Well, it's not an easy quartet. Yeah, it's not. No, a... <laughs> that's what I mean. They're going to have to be bang up for it, aren't they? Um, Dave, what do you think? Do you think Kingsley are going to be trying to ruffle some feathers? I think so. Yeah, I mean, you look at their last two games at home. They've uh, they've beaten Bromley and they've beaten Halifax. So they'll they'll be in decent. They did have a draw with Dover in in the middle of that. And um, yeah, if you, if you go back, I think they they beat older shot, but you know everyone does that, don't they? So um, there's. Yeah, they're 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 in decent form. They'll be up for it, of course they will. But um, I think Charlie Lee said. Ben in his press conference will not make it easy for them either, will we? We're in we're in decent form, so we've got a we've got a back ourselves. What are we now? Is that five unbeaten, four in the league, and one uh, in the SBC? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Four, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I I I'd imagine. I mean, you're the bookmaker amongst us. I'd imagine the uh, the bookmakers would put us as favourites. I would think. 
you bear with me one second, I can find out for you. Yeah, I, I, I think they probably would. But it's not going to be easy because, the, um, as you say, Aldershot can't um, buy a win at the moment. They had two goalkeepers uh, taken off injured in their last game. Uh, my uncle, who started going to all the games, was telling me. So, yeah, they are in terrible form. Uh, so, Kings Lynn will be looking to, to get out. But, I mean, looking at it, their home form is... Um, well, they're, they're 17th in the home form table over the last six. Uh, one, two, drawn, one, lost three. Um, and even our home form, which is uh, one, two, drawn, two, lost two, is, uh, is, is better than that. So, uh, you know, and we're not very good at, um, at home. Our, our away form, their away form is slightly better than ours, actually. Um, so, so yeah, they'll, it'll be, it'll be decent tenth in the overall league table, uh, uh, form table, I should say, over the um, over the last uh, six games. That is, so we are favourites, by the way, only just, yeah. but we are, we are yeah. only just, but just is good enough. Um, uh, one thing I noted today, you can you can you can have this stat, Marcus, for your uh, for your notes pre matches. They've conceded more goals in the last fifteen minutes of league games this season than any other side. Is it possibly a game where we're just going to have to be a bit patient? Do you think? Yeah, you, you'd have thought so. I, I was about to compare it to the Dover game, but I think that would be doing a bit of a disservice to Kings Lynn. I mean, the Dover game was, it was just, we had all the ball and we're just sort of waiting for the inevitable goal. I think, I mean, this could have that feel of a sort of a bit of a, bit of a frantic game where Kings Lynn have sort of got to, got to go all guns blazing and go for it. And then, will be like, well, hang on, no, we, we, we don't want to want, just want to sit here, so we might go for it as well. I mean, but the Barnet game was was a, like that in moments, but not for the whole game. But I think Kings Lynn, yeah, as you say, they'll definitely go for it. And um, yeah, the late goals, did you say they haven't scored or they have scored the most? No, they, they, conceded, they conceded 17 in the last 15 minutes of their game, which is a divisional high for that particular period. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd take a few last-minute goals. It feels like a while since we've had a a last minute sort of sort of winner off the top of my head. I can't really remember too many recently, but um, those are nice moments that we haven't had mm. huge amounts of, but who knows? I, I, I mean, I'd rather 4-0 absolute trouncing, but you can't beat a last minute winner. It's a strange game. I've, I've been thinking about this game when I was getting ready to do the press conference and things like that. And I have no idea what I think about this game. Like normally, I can have a bit of a gut feeling of, oh, this is going to be a tough who this is, or actually, I, I fancy us to go and get something here. I really don't know what to expect, and I kind of wanted to open up to to you two as soon that are going. What are you hoping for out of this game? It's a strange question because it seems obvious, but Dave, what are you what are you hoping for out of the game? Realistically, I, I probably just hope for another performance like we had last Saturday, and uh, no, eight. A- committed uh, attacking because it was attacking. Yes, there were some mistakes at the back uh, against Barnett that Barnett punished us for. So hopefully we can we can cut those out. But ultimately, I think all we want to do is see players who give commitment and uh, you know get you on the edge of the seat. So I'll be standing up anyway, but uh, so I won't have a seat to get on the edge of. But I'll, um, yeah, if I did have a seat, I'd like to think that it would be frayed on the edges with that much excitement. So some attacking prowess and uh, and plenty of uh, any commitment. That's what I'd like. Marcus, you will have a seat. Do you want to be on the edge of it? Well, I hope so, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd, li- I'd, I'd like to see, a, yeah, an, just an exciting 
game because it's towards the end of the season. It's not the middle of the season where we were trying to grind out a win. As much as I do like those performances, I'd like to see one where we do just give it a bit of a go. I mean, we're playing in our next three games. We've got 21st, 20th and 22nd. They're all going to be quite similar. They're all fighting for their lives down there. Um, so I, I don't expect these games to be too cagey from a Yeovil point of view, whereas they will be from the opposition's point of view. So I, I think we should try and just sort of scare them, terrify them, and just like, like we did against Barnet, we win the ball within five seconds, get shots away. But then after we've got that sort of early goal, keep going at them and just, yeah, just get, just give something to get the fans excited about, like they have been doing, to be fair, for the last few weeks. Final question before we move on to the GCQs then. Weymouth fans... Are they Yeovil fans this weekend? I don't think they'll say that. <laughs> yeah, but they, they'll, they'll be cr- crawling up inside, won't they, for uh, thinking about that, I'd imagine. But I think if, they probably are. If Weymouth fans, if any Weymouth fans have accidentally stumbled on the Glover's cast and somehow made it three quarters of the way through the Glover's cast, by the way, I'd question if you're a proper Weymouth fan, but <laughs> I, I, I hope this Saturday afternoon you look hard, long and hard when we go 3-0 up away at Kings Lane and you give out a little tiny cheer, it's okay. Admit it. It's a safe space. We know. We know. Um, I can say, though, that my, my uncle has already been in touch with me and asked me if we can beat Kings Lynn because he's an old shot fan and they need all the help they can get. So, yeah, I shall be doing that for my hometown as well as my adopted hometown. <laughs> Says the man living in Preston. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the GCQs. <laughs> this ain't my hometown, mate. <laughs> let's move on to the questions, please. Now, there are some that we might not be able to answer, but some that we hopefully will. Dave, have you got them? Have I've you got them here, yeah. Do you want me to, uh, from the top? Go, 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 go. Oh, right, okay. Dan Johnson. Assuming the takeover is completed, it's a very big assumption there, Dan, um, with Jenkins as assumed, that's a word of a lot of assumed, what is the first thing, big or small, you would do or change? So assuming the takeover is completed with Jenkins as assumed, what is the first thing, big or small, you would do or change? I'd not use the word assumed so much. Probably. You know what they say about people who assume? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, oh. Well, I will answer this question by saying that, uh, and it goes back to the theme that we started this podcast on. Um, first thing I would do is open lines of communication between the uh, the club supporter base and the club's ownership. Uh, get out there. We spoke to Kieran Maguire uh, the other day and he was telling us about the most important thing is open, transparent dialogue between owner and, um, and fan base. That's what we need. That's what we need. We, 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 I think we've had that with the playing staff. Um, Darren Sal before us, uh, the, you know, the, the players, whenever they've been spoken to and now Charlie Lane have done all of that. Um, and we, we have criticised Scott Priestnell for not speaking to us. As I said at the beginning, we can't now criticise him for reaching out and speaking to us uh, or saying he'll speak to us. So, um, yes, I think that's important. If, in fact, whether there's takeover or not, that's important going forward. There's got to be open, transparent conversation. That is the only answer. That is the only answer. It really yeah. is. There are other things. Second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, tenth on the list that will happen. But for me... That is the only thing. Has to be. 
There you go. Okay. Um, we have got another one from Dan Johnson here, which is also um, around. <laughs> well, actually, you might have to read this one on his uh, on his Twitter. He says, "What are the chances that Scott's response during, Scott's response during his discussions with the Glovers card are similar to Mister Chow from The Hangover?" Um, and I don't know if you've seen the, if anyone's seen The Hangover, but uh, there is a GIF that he's put that says "Toodle do," and then it's. A rude word after it but uh the first part of that rude word is mother so i will uh, <laughs> let you fill in the rest but uh, i guess all we can say ben is he said he'll come on we don't have a date we don't have a time but he said he's come on so he hasn't told us to do anything yet i've not seen the hangover marcus have you seen the hangover i've seen the hangover sir it's a, it's a staple i think ben you need yeah, to you, what, you, need, you need to get yourself on itv2 on a sunday night <laughs> yeah <or. laughs> That will back to the future. It'll be on, <laughs> and then love actually at Christmas time. Yeah. Can I uh, can I can I just put it out there? The Back to the Future is probably the best film ever made. Back to the Future. Oh, here yeah. we go. Big call. Cool. Big We have cool. opened up that discussion. Please feel free to get in touch for the weekend's yeah. podcast. By the way, I'm, I'm best out film ever made. David Coates goes with Back to the Future one. Did you say one? The original. Yeah, I'm going original for that. Back yeah. to the Future. There you go. Okay. Love to, know, love to know more opinions on that because this this one's for you, Ben. This this question is just yes. for you, Matt Crivelli. Yes. What level of celebration would winning the SPC warrant? Question mark. A, a parade in an open top Bedford Rascal, and then well done for Dan for finding a great. Sorry, Dan. Beg your pardon. Too many Dans here. Um, Matt for finding a picture of an open top Bedford Rascal, and then he has asked a supplementary. Or, or should it be the squad going through the borough on e-scooters? Very sustainable, Matt, I have to say. But go on, Ben. You're, you you booked the uh, open-top coach, didn't you, earlier in the season? Have you still got a booking? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, deposit yeah. down. Yeah, fine, okay. Sorted. Yeah. Can you swap well, I, it for a Bedford Rascal? I, I might have to downgrade. Okay. Um, yes. And I'm not sure we're going to be able to close the roads off for this one either. Um, so it might, to be fair, I might just buy them all a day rider. Yes. On the bus and just... Yeah. And just let them go on an actual bus journey around the town might be might be reasonable, I think. Marcus, yeah, I'd come down for that. I yeah, would, yeah. if it, genuinely, if that actually happened, I would be there. But um, <laughs> somehow, somehow, I can't see that. Uh, you can't see thousands of people thronging in the borough, ready for the SPC coming through. Well, maybe we paraded at our last game of the season. Well, I know that's ultra. Our last home game of the season, we. The last home game of the season is the Saturday before the final. That oh. would be arrogant of us. Yeah, that would that is, be. Yeah. It's confidence. It's confidence. Yeah, that would be. That would be. Here's the trophy we're going to win on Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Do we play Old Tringham? Do we? Oh, do we play the Legends game oh. after the final? There you go. Now that's okay. an opportunity. Yeah. There yeah. you go. You parade it yeah. in the Legends game. And and can I just say, assistant manager of the Southwest Legends, Jerry Gilfarth, City manager, who we play in the final. Ooh. Awkward. Oh, that, that would be awkward. awkward. But Except equally, Jerry Gill. Yeah. If Jerry Gill walks out with the SPC in his hand, oh, he's going to be a hate figure then, isn't he? Oh. And and he has to sit next to Darren Sarr, who's managing them, who was yeah. our manager in the earlier rounds of the SPC. Oh, oh, it's the drama. His last game of the season, then the day after that. Yep, that's uh, that's commitment. That's, yes, yeah. And actually, by the way, a huge amount of credit for him for doing that. Yeah. Um, we have been lucky enough to speak with Abby on a couple of occasions and, and Kev about the 
about the game and, and they cannot speak highly enough of what Darren Sala's done to get the game, to support the game and to now agree to come down the day before the last game of the season to come down and manage the legends. Yeah. Huge amount of credit to him for that. I know. I, I hope, I hope more than anything, he's looking back to coming, looking forward to coming back and, and saying cheers and, and, you know, having some good time with the Oval fans after his departure. So hopefully that will be the case. Okay. We move on. Yes. Uh, yeah. Bedford Rascal or just day riders for the squad. Yeah. Do they still have Safeway services in Yeovil? That was always, that was always the bus that I always used to catch in from where I live. Someone knows, is Safeway services still a thing? That was the bus I caught. And how much is a day rider? I need 15. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Deb's Curtis, Glover's Girl. Another one for Ben. The fan club's out in force here now. We all know Ben loves a good stat. That is true. What is Ben's all-time favourite YTFC stat? Oh, my word. You can't just throw a question like that. Well, to be fair, she did post this question three hours ago. I don't don't check the questions. Um, That's a great question. That is a great question. Um, Answer it then. I don't know. I'm preparing for when we speak to Scott. Now. now, Answer the question, man. Now, now, Paxman. Um, <laughs> oh, my, I've been put on the spot. I don't know. I'll have okay. a think. Right. Deb, have a I think. will let we'll, you know. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll come back to that one. Okay. Dan Johnson again. I think he's getting a bit full of himself with these questions now. He has four questions you've had now, Dan. But will Dave be purchasing a half and half scarf for the Aldershot game? Lol. Oh. Uh, I don't think a half and half scarf for Yeovil Town versus Aldershot is even a thing. But my <laughs> uncle is coming down for the game. Uh, and I am planning to come down for the game as well. So I will be hopefully meeting him for a drink before the game. So maybe I will be in the presence of an Aldershot scarf if he has one. But I will not be putting it on. No. Pictures or it didn't happen. Yeah, okay. I will take my Yeovil scarf. He will bring his older shot scarf. That's as near as it's going to get, I think. And you each have to hold one another's? No, I'm not going to do that. No, that's not going to happen, Ben. I'm not going to, I'm not going to play to this crowd. I'm not going to pander to these people. I'm, uh, you know, I moved out of that town when I was less than four years old. So I don't even re- well, who you remember. Three. What they- huh? You were three then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't, I was like three and nine months or something like that so. still three <laughs> okay right whatever right um soylent green it's people exclamation mark will sp appear for his promised grilling at your capable hands uh in april 2023 or 2024 well um, if it is april which we all hope it is then i'm gonna guess it's 2022 i would think unless something very strange has happened um yep. So I'm going to say my, my money's on 2022, but um, yeah, welcome back to you on that one. Odds on favourite. Yeah. Okay. There you go. The bookie has spoken. <laughs> Please Harry, more responsibly. Uh, Harry Eaton. Will all members of the Glovers cast be present for the SPC final? And can you call yourself a true fan if you're not there for it? Now, I've been to one SPC final and we won it. We beat Bristol City in the final. And it was played on a Saturday, if I remember rightly. Somerset FA have scheduled this on a Tuesday night. Now, it's going to be, but I, I, I am, we're, we're down for the, what are we down for then? Are we down for the Legends game the weekend after, aren't we? Yeah. We're Can not we justify two journeys down to Somerset in as many days? I don't think so. I mean, start a petition to have it played on the same day. If our first team aren't going to be playing in the Legends game, let's play the SPC. Well, let's play the supporters game. Then the SPC final, 
than the Legends game. I think that's a triple header we can all get on board with. I, I would be on, I, if anything, though, I'd switch the first two round. I'd play the SBC final first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just because Jerry Gill's got, he's got, you know, he's got to sort out, get back and get ready. Yeah. So final first, Legends, uh, Legends last, supporters in the middle. Um, okay. Yeah. There you go. Ian's closer. Let's just say Ian's going. Yeah, yeah. Not, I think we signed we signed Ian up for Ian's it. Ian's going, yeah. yes, Harry. Ian's going. Uh, he's very much looking forward to it. Yeah. Marcus, we'll be you watching going? on Sky Sports. I imagine they uh, <laughs> yeah. have they not they not got the rights for it. I, I, I well they have, but it's pay per view. I think I'm not paying nineteen ninety nine. Oh that. no, yeah. <laughs> Are you going, Marcus? I don't think so. Just because of the fact it's a Tuesday. I to be fair, I do tend to have Wednesdays off sometimes, so I can. I could try and make it, but um, okay. I'll well, see how positive I'm feeling close to the time. Okay, okay. And can you call yourself a true fan if you're not there? We'll leave that for you to judge, Harry. <laughs> you can tell us if indeed we are true fans. And I um, I will see you at Kings Lynn, Harry. Let me know. I'll be on the back of a best part of a four-hour journey for the second time as many week. That might be what you call a true fan. Okay, so Harry Eaton, another question. I, I, that's triggered. I think they call that. Yeah, yeah you've been out there. Taking the bait. Yeah. I've, I've bitten. I've bitten that one. Um, I think I speak for a lot of fans when I say thank you for finally getting SP to talk uh, to agree to talk. Your hard work is phenomenal. Thank you very much. We don't accept praise here so we, we we reject your praise but we're very grateful for it um in that subject how much do you think he'll actually tell us about the state of the club and its future well uh, i guess we can only go back to what we said at the beginning we will ask the questions uh and if we don't feel he's asked to answer the question we will ask the question again maybe in a slightly different way it'd be a bit repetitive otherwise um but we will do our best that's all we can say we'll do our best to get the answers uh on the state of the club and its future we obviously hope that that it is it is a positive um positive state and a positive future but there's there, there are lots of concerns out there and I, I i we i would think can probably speak for us all we share those concerns so we're looking forward to asking the questions but i think that's probably uh, we've said it several times haven't we ben we can really just ask the questions and hopefully get the answers that's it. That's all we can say. Right. I, I like this one. I'm going to finish with this one. Dave, okay. London Green Dave. What is the strangest thing you have ever seen in a fridge? I've got a. I've got one that. Uh, An A fridge or a your fridge. fridge? A fridge. No, no specific fridge. fridge. Doesn't have to be Who's yours. Whose other fridges are you looking in? Well, <laughs> I, 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 I'll go last, but I've got one. Oh, I guess. But, it, yeah. I can go first if you. Yeah. Start. Start us off. Give us some. Okay. So a few years back, a friend of mine uh, had oh, well, he actually got married at a registry office in London. And then his wife. Did you go, is, Dave? I went to his wedding, yeah. Did you? Yeah. you oh, so you, so you oh, bothered to right, turn up yes. for his, did you? Yeah, yeah brilliant. Yeah, yeah, cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no, uh, my, no brother-in-law stag do to go to that day. So, um, yeah. Doesn't forget, does he, this one? Um, <laughs> but no. So I went, uh, and this is going to annoy you even more, because I went to his actual wedding. And then he was marrying a Cypriot girl who is now still his wife uh and um, say is now not cypriot so we went we went over to cyprus for his for basically like a second wedding or it was just a big party we went to his wedding twice 
Oh, well, there wasn't a wedding because it wasn't a ceremony. It was basically just a big party. But uh, yeah, when it was held at her parents' house, if I remember right, it's a few years ago now. But I remember going into the kitchen and opening the fridge and the fridge, this is a massive stereotype, I know, was full of plates. <laughs> and apparently, you know how at Greek weddings, because they're Greek, Greek Cypriot, they smash plates, don't they, at Greek parties, for like plaster of Paris plates. And apparently, if you... If they're colder, they smash better when when you do it. And if they're hot, they tend to shatter. So um, so I opened a fridge to find it just full of plaster of Paris plates. That would be the strange thing. A friend of mine uh, who uh, lived in Peru once found a bat in his fridge, but uh, not alive. Or cricket? No, not alive. An actual flying bat. Yeah. Was it there as 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 a meal, or had Uh, it just found its way in? I think it had found its way in. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's mine, quite strange. Mine on a similarly Greek theme, actually, probably. Oh, okay. I've probably got weirder, actually. But when I was at you, you know, at Lidl, they do random themes week, themes of weeks. Like they do a Spanish or a German week. And I think it was, it was, well, it was Greek week. And I opened my uh, fridge to find. Oh, have you, have I got, oh no. Oh, I you can't. Oh, no. Yeah, this To find you some. Um, is he back? Is he gone? Is he back? Is he gone? He's teased us. He's teed... yeah, wait, wait. I, I lost. Oh, we've lost Marcus. I can't believe we've lost Marcus at this crucial moment. Greek week. We will, we will never know what Greek week was stood for at Lidl as well. It would have been good at Greek right, week at Lidl. Right. Hang on. Ben, give Hang your on. answer. Wait. Let Marcus wait. log off and come back on again. Wait, Marcus We're is back. with us. Oh, he's Greek back. week. Wait, what? Lidl. Oh, did you did you not get past that? No, no we didn't get past. Oh. We we were all sat there. We were in the queue. Actually, this is going to be such a letdown now. The edge of the seat is frayed. Now, <laughs> it I'm was, leaning um, forward. It was a Tupperware full of what I what I didn't know at the time was some 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 stuffed vine leaves with uh, and they were in some strange oil with apparently rice in the middle, but they they did not look. They looked like nothing on earth. They were yeah. I've also found some goalie gloves in, in a fridge once, but that was after um, a few of us had had a few too many Ribenas, but that was a strange surprise in the morning when I wanted a cup of tea. But, What's in your Ribena? <laughs> Guinness, mostly. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm showing that I've heard of, I've not seen this done, but I've heard of people putting makeup in the fridges. Yeah, uh, before, like oily makeupy stuff i don't know my 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 makeup's fairly you know easy to easy to work with um but apparently some some people do put oily makeups and things into fridges to cool them down one okay well that wasn't greek at all so i'm gonna go (laughs) the person might have been greek um other things in fridges boris johnson hid in one once that was weird Um, you can fit in a fridge. Yeah, it was a giant, <laughs> like, fridge. size fridge. It was a fat fridge. Yeah, yeah, big to escape, fridge. He hid it. He hid in a fridge to escape an interview, didn't he? Correct. If anyone's listening that needs to escape an interview, and you need to find a fridge, anyway, I'm just saying, just putting that out there. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, Marcus, you're going on Saturday. Um, how are you enjoying life on air and the BBC for the BBC? You've done a few now. Flying. I'm thoroughly enjoying. I think this is actually my last away game of the season, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm yeah, because I, I think we've only got what Halif, uh, Halifax and Altrium after this. Uh, excuse me. Um, what about Easter Monday? 
Uh, oh, sorry, of course. And well, that feels like a home game. Don't know why. It's not, Are you going uh, to it though? I'm really trying to. I'm really trying to make it happen. Now that it's one o'clock. Does make things easier for me. Um, but I'm leaving it late. And uh, yeah, I know. I'm. So, so I'm spending uh, Easter in Somerset. So. Oh, well, he's there, isn't he? I really should. I'm at, Ald- I'm at Aldershot on Good Friday. Um, which could be my first home game for the BBC, which will be interesting. Oh, cool. That'll be good. And then, yeah. No, I've been thoroughly enjoying it, though. It's been uh, after a year of just no fans at one stadium watching on live streams. It's been very nice to be up and down the country going all over and, uh, yeah, meeting lots of new people or not meeting them in Dave's case. In, uh, in Bumping into them, <laughs> yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put that right on Saturday, mate, yeah. <laughs> right. I think that just about wraps us up for the evening. Gents, it's been an absolute pleasure as always. And genuinely this week, more than most, we are very grateful for Glover's Cast listeners and readers who visit the website and follow our social media and listen to us talk utter Josh most weeks. We really have appreciated it this week. I'm not sure that even we've quite clocked how amazing Yeovil Town fans can be and you've done it for us. So we are really, really appreciative. And I think that's probably the best way to leave it, Dave, unless you want to add anything else, mate. I could not top that, my friend. No. So, yeah, Charlie and Josh's Green and White Army. Should we finish with that? <laughs> yeah, as always. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Enjoy Kings Lynn. Dave, enjoy Kings Lynn as well. And let's do all this again at the weekend. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. 